BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Here on the podcast today, we are going to talk about living with AIDS. We are. So, so. we have a, a local person that we interviewed, and I think it's going to be an interesting topic, actually. For, for those people who are like, ugh, that doesn't sound fun, <laughs> it probably isn't fun, but it is a very good interview. We also have a great question of the day, which you don't know what it is I yet. I don't know. And you know what? I can only see your eyes. Your face is blocked. That's because Hi. we have this table full of... <laughs> so normally for podcast listeners that are not aware that we normally sit across the table from each other so mm-hmm. that we can see each other as we talk. And that kind of gives it that natural conversation flow. Exactly. Today's said table is covered in uh, postcards and poker chips and blank badges and all the other stuff. Uh, oh, look at all that stuff we're giving away as well. <laughs> for the upcoming Power Exchange Summit, which is now five days Did you from hear now. me? Did you hear me freak out a little bit? Because it's four days. Did you hear me sit on the couch and go, oh, yeah, we should probably talk about the PXS because it's this Friday. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, this isn't Sunday. This is Monday. This is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's four days away. Yeah. That's three and a half days away because we'll be packing... Oh, my. <laughs> On our last uh, podcast, we offered, uh, we had a couple spare tickets we offered out to our podcast listeners, and uh, people jumped on those. They did. So we they have did. two uh, podcast listeners that are mm-hmm. coming out uh, uh, to this event, and hopefully they'll, not hopefully, have I signed them up for volunteering. So. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, because it, it takes a few volunteers to help put this together between security and just some little random stuff. You know, they, we have some great people that volunteer. So, Don, let me dump this um, question of the day yes, on sir? you. Completely surprised. Oh, no. This is off of a Reddit board called BDSM Community. Um, I need Dawn, to get on the Reddit board. Okay. You keep saying that. I know. Bat says it's too complex for her. Okay, and, well, if it's too complex for Bat, you might be fucked. <laughs> I don't need to be doing it. Uh, so um, I'll probably hear about that later. She'll say, sir, I did not say too complex for me. I did not like the format or something. Uh, so, Don, here's the question of the day. What is your cutest or sweetest BDSM moment? Cutest or sweetest mm-hmm. BDSM moment? Yes. Shall I give you an an example? Yes, please. Uh, One person responded by saying, Sir looked over at me the other day after some playtime and said, You're a gift. Aww. Oh, oh, I know the sweetest. Okay. I do, I do. Which is kind of interesting because most of my moments are like, Well, you know, actually yesterday was kind of sweet, too. (laughs) (laughs) That involved a dark garage. <laughs> and some smelly crotches. Oh, we had just come back from bike riding. <laughs> it was still sweet. But I would have to say it was in B&L's dungeon basement. Gotcha. I'm there. Okay. 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 And um, we had just finished scening, mm-hmm. or we were in the middle of the scene, something like that. I remember being really spacey, and you proposed to me. Is that where I proposed That's to you? That's where you proposed to me. Oh, <laughs> huh. well, I wanted to get you while you were spacey, apparently. I think that was the sweetest. So I guess that's a legitimate BDSM moment. I wish I yeah. could say that I recall that situation. Oh, I remember. I remember. I was on the massage table. I was spacey, but I still remember. So you looked over at me, and then you went down on a knee. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, yes. You're not a big fan of when I get on the old... Um... No. <laughs> uh, 
but it was legitimate. What's yours? I don't know. So here's another one. You don't know. <laughs> from the... the <laughs> you can skip right over it, huh? <laughs> no, I'll tell you what mine is in a moment. But here's another one from the Reddit. Um, they said, was walking with Master, headed into a convenience store, and he was looking at me with such love in his eyes that he almost ran into a pole. <laughs> oh, you look at me with love in your eyes a lot. I try. And lust. And <laughs> That's true. So my sweetest BDSM moment. Um, let's see. Boy, that's a, that's a toughie. We've had a, quite a few BDSM mm-hmm. moments at this point. I tell you, the one that comes to mind is the first time, and boy, I, I can picture the dungeon. I can't tell you where that was. Um, so there was a, it was at an event somewhere. It could have been, must have been a good five years or so ago. We, for whatever reason, did not have any toys with us at this event. And we were walking around the dungeon, and um, I just started uh, using my body instead of toys. And that was the first time we've done that kind of rough play. Mm-hmm. And actually, it must have been more than five years ago, because the whole, the whole which rough play is this big concept now, it's its own little genre. Right. But it wasn't so much of a genre back then, and it actually uh, got a few interesting looks. Um, and just the, the way that we connected mm-hmm. very... Uh, just, just kind of connected via that kind of play. Um, that's the sweetest moment that comes to mind at the moment. Nice. Yes. I like that. Did you hear me stroking myself as I was talking about no. it? No. That's, that's man for Those it. are mm. sweet moments, too. <laughs> that's how men describe sweetness. I know. How jerky but we have a lot of them. You know, because what I just... It's kind of like what I describe as sensual. Sensual is not always nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, so we've had the moments of looking at each other. We've had the moments of touching each other. We've had the moments where you just grabbed my hair and looked at me in the eye. Those are sweet. <laughs> sweet. Good. So. Um, here's one more. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> my mistress and I were playing around with a label gun she found, and she put one on my head that said, Forever yours. Aww. Or forever mine, I should say. Uh, I had to read it in the mirror before I... Once I got it, but then I melted. Oh, so I what like is your? That. that is sweet. That's not bad. I don't have a. I, I thought it was staple gun at first, which is <laughs> a different connotation. We put different. staple a message into someone's forehead. <laughs> if you'd like to staple a message into Dawn's forehead, you can get a hold of us in a variety of ways. For example, Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com is our email address, or the got comment form on the website. We have a Facebook page called Erotic Awakening, but it's all one word. And a FetLife group called Erotic Awakening. Two words. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, but on Twitter. Oh, my goodness. Twitter's been blowing up, hasn't it? Twitter. Oh, very true. I just learned how to do it. Well, um, (laughs) tell the Twitter story. It's 2014. She just learned how to tweet. I know. Well, I'm a Facebook person. I don't tweet a lot. So, (laughs) but while we were. If uh, somebody from just 10 years ago. Right. Got this podcast shot back to them in the, to the past. Right. And they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? They're tweeting. They're tweeting, tweeting. each other. They're uh, <laughs> like checking in. They're licking on Facebook. Uh. So, but um, Shay kind of got me turned on to it last last weekend. Yes. 
at um, Des Moines. So that was um, Des Moines, Des Moines, Des Moines, Mischief, Mischief in May, where we presented with uh, at the same place at Shafano. Shay and Stefanos. Thank y'all. Mm-hmm. So and Shay does a lot of twittering, so tweeting, twitting, and um, I just kind of liked it. They took some morning pictures of us um, after the event, so the presenters were just kind of crashed on the couch in the hotel right before we were leaving, and then going to the producer's house. And at the producer's house, me and you got there first, so you were in a chair, I was sitting in your feet. Stefanos comes in and says, oh, that looks comfortable, lays down on the floor, puts his head in my lap, and as I'm at Sasha's shoulders, he falls asleep. <laughs> Shay falls asleep on the couch. Gray lays on Stefanos, you know. Naya lays on Gray. We just had this thing, and someone took a picture and, and tweeted it, and it was cute. So, uh, it was, was that cute. The, was that the one you were talking about? No, but you can find the presenter peed <laughs> on uh, the Twitter if you're a Twitter listener with the te- with picture of the presenter peed where we all laying down. Oh, that together. would be neat. Presenter um, peed. Huh? Presenter peed. See, we have instead, to look. Yes. Both of you just leaned over around the box and went, "What?" Instead of a <laughs> instead of a centipede, it was a pre- it was a presenter. <laughs> Somebody might just look. I'm being tweeted right now. <laughs> Timing. Uh, so all the presenters were laid down, heads in laps in in a centipede fashion. So yes, they needed the a presenter peed. Peed. Yes, okay. I get that. No, I was going to say that we just happened to randomly. I'm trying to. I try and pay attention to Twitter best mm-hmm. I can, and uh, I randomly saw somebody commented about us, and I followed them, and they responded by saying uh, what an honor oh, it was for us right. to follow them because that how positive living MS was in their life. What an yes. honor that was to hear. Oh my goodness. Did we even talk about the person that we've had brunch with? We can't that say their meant. names, but at Mischief in May. I don't think we've recorded since Mischief in May. No, we have not. Oh, you mean Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, at Mischief in May, if you ever get you, oh man, what a good, what a good meal that was. <laughs> that was good. And they actually auction off brunches mm-hmm. with presenters. And someone that had bought our book, this is what reminded me of it, you know, someone that had bought, bought Living a Mess brought it to us to be autographed on Saturday. And there was like all kinds of bookmarks in it. So all yeah. those little neon colored tags in it. And then he had his own notebook. So that was her tags. And then he had read her tags and had taken his own notes on different pages. And that was just really, really neat because they were trying to build their foundation. Mm-hmm. And this book was just really beneficial to them. And I tell you, almost makes me want to cry. Because well, no, yeah, no kidding. I mean, and you really got to step back. I mean, it, it, there's a point where we've been presenting around the nation, blah, 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 for, you know, quite a 12 while. years now. And we counted it out the other day, how many things we've been to and all this mm-hmm. jazz. And we've had countless, I won't say countless, we've had a buttload of people come up to us and say, oh, I read your book, really liked it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really neat when you're just taken aback by somebody who like, not I, not, I didn't just read your book. It is my handbook for living right. a mess. And... Um, it's, it's, you're right. It, it takes you back. And when somebody says, you know, you just random person on Twitter says, wow, I'm, you know, how important it was to him. And it's really neat. And I'm, I'm getting a little teary here. I know. So was I. It's really kind of neat. I, I was sitting back earlier uh, thinking, man, it's too bad. The way we published the book, uh, we don't get royalties. We get a little bit, but it's yeah. a print on demand. I'm so sorry. Not have a you lot. ever seen a check? Yeah, actually. Oh. It's small. It's small, but it's a print okay. on demand right. book. Okay. So. Well, haven't I seen that check? Well, I turned it back over to more books. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. So it's not like we don't get royal. All right. So apparently we get royal. Yes. So. But we certainly don't make a living off Mm-mm. any of this jazz that we're talking about. We get um, 
to buy more books. Right. We get to travel. It's all very nice. So it's very neat. I think it ends up being this very positive thing for us that the book does not become a. It doesn't. It doesn't get driven by profit. It right. gets driven by passion. Mm-hmm. People coming up to us and saying, you know, how impactful it was, um, and it ends up keeping us aligned. I think correctly for where we want to be with our life. As much as I would like to not work in corporate America, and just be a famous author. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome, except for that they expect you to write more books. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> it's neat that instead, the corporate America jobs that we have now allows us to express our passion, be Living MS or... PXS. PXS, etc. Yeah. Anyway, before we uh, <clears throat> went off on that weird tangent, uh, did I have anything else? No. Uh, but I want to go all the way back to what we said earlier. We got to meet and actually interact with Stephanos and Shay for a while. Right. I got to ride on the party bus uh, for with Shay and talk to her for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So Mischief in May has a party bus. For the By the way, other, yeah. um, other events out there, you want to impress your presenters? Well, this is the first time we've been in the party bus. It is. And fucking, they took us to restaurants every night. We Let's could go. get a party bus for our presenters. The only problem is they're in the same hotel. They are the, in the same hotel, the right. event. So we could just like, oh, remember I was thinking of getting a little Shriner go-karts. You were. We could just take pick them, them up back in, their and room to in their room and yeah. <laughs> take them down to the space. Uh, you, you should, we should actually get out. It'd be funny <laughs> if we got wheel, wheelchairs, actually. Why? Because then people would be like being wheelchaired and somebody would say, oh, Master Michael, you're in a wheelchair. Are you okay? we say, oh, no, no, I'm a presenter. This is my party bus. <laughs> I'm getting them a big wheel. <laughs> a big wheel would be awesome. <laughs> Should probably wait until after uh, oh. PXS to mention that in case they hear that and say, oh, gee, look, I got busy. So <laughs> we got to hang out with Stephanus and Shay for a while, mm-hmm. and we met them at Kinky College, but this time we actually got to spend some time with her. They right. recently took home the International Power Exchange, Exchange couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Master. title. Yes. And they are the of uh, Shay was telling me that of the many people that were running, they were the only couple that did not identify as master and slave. They identify as dom sub. Right. Um, and it was neat to spend a little more time, get to know them a little bit better as well. When we first met them, my perception of them was based on the idea that they were a master slave couple, mm-hmm. and they are not the kind of master and slave couple that we talk about in Living MS. Right. But they are a powerful dom-sub couple. Oh, absolutely. And after hanging out with them for a little, it was nice to get to know them a little bit better um, and to say, you know, and in, in a way, and if they uh, listen to this, I don't mean this negatively at all, in a way they kind of remind us of you and I mm-hmm. eight years ago, mm-hmm. right? Got a little... Did some local presenting, now starting to hit the national circuit some. Mm-hmm. They have a good sense of humor, good sense of energy. Oh, great presence. Good, yeah, great presence. Um, so really interesting to, to see that uh, and to get to know people a little bit better. We got to hang out with Grey Dancer some as well. Got to meet Dante from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, So uh, overall, but it was nice to, nice to hang out, nice to get to know people a little bit better. That's one of the downsides of being a presenter. We don't get to hang out with the other, other presenters, presenters a whole lot. Right. So the whole being bust back and forth from stuff was a good chance to sit around and chitter chat. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Would love to go back. So, and then the couple that um, had the book of ours, we got to do brunch with them. So oh, yes, that yes. was nice just to hang out with them too. So, wow, that was quite the ramble. That has nothing to do with the ramble. You know, it's because we're tired. We've been packing and going through stuff. 
it's Memorial Day and we're packing for PXS. I didn't even get to celebrate my, well, I got to celebrate my birthday. We went to Ikea and bought furniture. Yes. <laughs> and stopped at the outlets. And Happy birthday, by purse. the way. That oh, was just last you. this past Sunday. Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Friday? Saturday. 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 Yes. <laughs> Our days are all mixed up. So, Awesome. Um, so I see that we, uh, and we are going to um, get into our interview, Living with AIDS, in just a moment. We do have some new subscribers to the newsletter. Uh, for example, Misty from Texas. Mm-hmm. Evolving Scott from Texas. And they should go to Bridging the Slash event together, by the way, which is in, Ju- in Texas in July in Dallas. Nice. Uh, the Bridging the Slash event still has tickets. So go get them and go see you and I do our, hopefully we'll do the keynote this time, which is another story we haven't told yet. Oh, it is. Oh, Let's finish hair. The, uh, uh, yes. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's good. That's all the news. That's all the subscribers that we got. Okay. So we'll, we'll keep those. We have other subscribers that will get mentioned on our next podcast. Nice. Nice. Um, so, so Misty and Scott, go to the Bridging the Slash events and hear our keynote because the people that are in... Des Moines did not, not get to get hear to our hear keynote it. that we were scheduled to do. And we had sharks and we and had unicorns. And yeah, I think there might have been an and orange and juggling. And, oh, yeah, that's right. We did have a choir, yes. didn't we? Nice. Why didn't we get to do our keynote, though? Because we got stuck in O'Hare. Yes. Uh, not <laughs> it wasn't just O'Hare. O'Hare's fault. <laughs> oh, and Des Moines. Man, it was the airline. Whew. Yeah, I don't, I don't I want, want to. Uh, here, but it was. <laughs> well, in one day, we were either on or prevented from being on a plane three times. Because of maintenance. maintenance yeah, mechanical air issues. Quotes, mechanical issues. Right? That's pretty fucked well, up. Well, and the plane that we ended up taking into Des Moines, somebody saw something fall off the wing as we landed. Yes. <laughs> so, We've already had our, our airplane mechanical mishap. Right. <laughs> I'd like to not repeat that. I don't want to, uh, well, I do want to point out that it was American Airlines, mm-hmm. but it's probably not the best thing to do. Our mishap was American, too. Oh, was it? With mm-hmm. the, the whole cowling mm-hmm. thing? Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Don't, uh, <laughs> express, the opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect the they podcast the of the Erotic Dolphin. Awakening oh. Podcast Network. Don't fly American. <laughs> Um, I think for bridging the slash, we've got Southwest. Yes. Woo-hoo. So, but that was a really neat experience to say, look, you know, we were supposed to arrive at noon. Right. We had a keynote they were supposed to do at 4 p.m. And to go hour by hour and just kept updating the producer, Mischief in May, and saying, nope, not there yet. Nope, not there yet. Nope, not there yet. And to finally say, look, we're just not going to fucking make it. And fortunately, Stefanos and Great Answer ended up mm-hmm. filling in, and they, I sent them a text. And I haven't actually heard the keynote. I'm curious, what, based on my text, <laughs> what that keynote was supposed to be. Um, it was really interesting to be in a position where you have expectations and responsibilities, and you're just not able to achieve those. Right. Um, but what really struck me was that you and I didn't go after each other's throats. Yeah. We didn't really go after Americans. Uh, you were a little, a little, uh, little terse with our American agents. Was uh, I? Yes. Doesn't but surprise me. <laughs> it wasn't like we responded like freaking out or anything. Right. There was no room to freak out. Although, if I was going to freak out, it would have been while we're in the airport in Chicago and we hear a voice that we recognize. We're like, oh, 
that's awesome. One of our fans. And right. no, he was a co-worker. Co-worker. Because yes. <laughs> they were like, Dan, I hear Dan. Where's Dan? We were in yeah. the restaurant. And yeah, it was a co-worker. Yes. And I, was, I, was, I had to think, what were we just talking about? Was it uh, fuck machines <laughs> or what? Fortunately, it was none of those things. Indeed. Um, and suppose if you want to make sure that your sex toys are of good quality. I don't know why I'm speaking so <laughs> slowly because I don't really have a segue. <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex positive community for over 10 years. And you'll get a 20% discount. Yes, not 5, 10, not 50 either. But you'll get a 20% discount when you use the code Dan and Don at checkout. Go over to smittenkittenonline.com and buy sex toys. Yay! Um, we have been yes. singing the fuck out of some Book of Mormon since you, I, and Karen went <laughs> we to go have. see it last for Tuesday. For the second time. It was so uh, good. So that makes me want to say go over to smittenkittenonline.com and buy your sex toys because Jesus says, fuck, fuck, fuck. fuck. That's pretty funny if you've seen Book of Mormons. <laughs> if you're, uh, that may not be humorous to some people at all. As a matter of fact, I don't know why it's humorous to me. That's pretty horrible. Next. Oh. Well, we um, do have a couple of tentacle links. So, Treezy sent me a Starbucks tentacle, a link to a Starbucks tentacle cup. The artwork on it, you could tell, was Starbucks, but it had tentacles on it as well. That was really neat. And then Bat sent me a tentacle tattoo link. So, the links have kind of slowed down a little bit, but that's okay. I have decided that is because we have been slowing down a little bit with our um, podcasting. Yeah. We're flipping around. We're just trying to rebuild the old right. podcast thing. And with the event going on, it's a little crazy, but yeah. we're getting there. So well, with the event going on, you know, we're, like I said, we're three and a half days away. And I just started, you know, my corporate job. So we, we've got, we're still trying to figure out our schedule, starting the new Erotic Awakening Podcast Network and just shifting around yes. and things like that. So we'll be back on track soon. Speaking of the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network, uh, if you're wondering where Lee Harrington is, well, Lee Harrington was a guest host on the Erotic Awakening Podcast, but now Lee is off on his own with a brand new show called Passion and Soul. From kinky sex to sacred exploration, gender trans issues to emotional connections, Lee Harrington takes you on a passionate journey through the soul of intimate experience. So if you head over to eroticawakening.com slash podcast, you will find the new Passion and Soul podcast. You will also, if you're a sneaky bastard, head over to iTunes and find out that Kinky and Curious, another new podcast, is out there. Ooh. It's not official yet, but that does not prevent you from subscribing and fucking it up. Nice. And we've got a couple of more that are on the books, so just got to get them started. Yep, yep. So, Fabulous. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. And with that, we will get into our... Topic. Interview? Yes, topic. <laughs> uh, so, Don, you and I know jack shit about living with AIDS, so we're not going to go bantering about it ourselves. No, I don't think so. So, But um, this, this person came to us and said... Um, well, he came to us a little while ago and said, you know, I really think I want to talk about this, but I'm not out yet. 
And since that conversation, he's really, come, you know, he's come out to the whole community and um, just wanted to talk about it and to give some um, real information from someone that lives the in. The numbers, the people mm-hmm. are, that are impacted by this are staggering. And I think that you'll find a variety of people that find this useful. And if you are not impacted by this, if you're part of our community or you're not, or if you actually just live in, live in the world... Mm-hmm. There may be some layer of friend or circle or a cousin that is impacted. And it would be of great value, we feel, yeah. for you to listen to this and find out what it's about. And find out what... If you've only... See, if, if your view of what AIDS is about comes from Dallas Buyers Club, mm-hmm. which is the new popular movie, then you need to listen to this because things are different now. It's 2014. Right. You know? um, so there you go. So... Uh, uh, feel free to rate us on iTunes, tweet about us, lick us on Facebook, tell your friends, and here is said interview. So here we are at the middle of the Monkey Puzzle Club. We're actually in the uh, ex- storage room. Storage oh, room. Auxiliary office. Auxiliary recording studio is Ooh, what I was going to say. Broadcast okay. booth. Broadcast <laughs> booth. We are uh, sitting here with Fran I am or Franny. Either one works. Either one. Okay, so thanks for joining us on the podcast tonight. You're welcome. So a fairly, I guess, serious topic for a change. So we are going to talk about coming out HIV positive. And what is your experience with that? Uh, well, I, it, I've, I've gone through stages with that. You know, I've, I've done the, you know, come out one person at a time thing, and then recently I've just blasted it on FetLife. You know, so there's my experience... One at a time in it is was at the beginning very very stressful because you find somebody you want to play with, and you have to tell them, and so you turn into a total flake, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you know you when, when I first came in the community, you know it, it you know I, you're shiny and new, everybody wants to play with you. I had to be real guarded because I didn't know the reaction of anybody, so I really didn't get that new, shiny and new period. So when you would negotiate with people. When they say, "Hey, do you want to play?" Would you would that be part of what you told them right off the bat? Oh, by the way, I'm HIV positive. I would find out if they wanted to play with me first, mm-hmm. and then we would negotiate a little bit. You know, make sure there's enough likes and dislikes before and to feel the energy, but to make sure that it's somebody that I even want to tell that I want is are they worth it? Right. You know, because at that time when I first came to the community, I don't know how tight-lipped people are or anything like that. And so it was, like I said, it was very, very stressful. I mean, there was one time I spent, the first time I told anybody, it was just a long email. I mean, I, I, I didn't know how, how to break it to them. And, and it was days of agonizing. And then the next time, it was just as bad. After a while, it got to where, oh, by the way, I'm HIV positive. Mm-hmm. You know? But still, it's kind of... One of those things, okay, did, did they turn me down because I'm HIV positive or because, you know, I'm a putz, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that's the reason I've not blasted it through, to the world until now because I wanted to know that I was desirable. Mm-hmm. You know, because if I'm not desirable, then, you know, then that's even worse than just being HIV positive. You know, it, it's fine if somebody turned me down for that. Right. You know. Um, so did you end up finding out enough uh, information so that if you told someone you were HIV positive... And they were open to play in that they said, okay, so what does that mean for us in the play? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
and that's what I generally like when somebody comes out to you with something like that. Mm-hmm. You ask them questions because they're used to it, and they they want you to ask questions. They don't want you to sit there. Eat. And for me, I I have a five day rule. You know, so if I come out to somebody I'm HIV positive, I don't take anything positive or negative they say for. To, to bed with me for five days. Nice. You know, I mean, because you don't know how people are going to react. I mean, I've had people react very, very positively about it, and then five days later, they're very, very skittish. Hmm. You know, and then vice versa. I've had people very, very skittish, you know, five days later, you know, be very receptive to it. You know, okay. so it's kind of like the woman, she goes to the doctor, she finds out she's pregnant, she doesn't tell her husband for six months, and she tells him, expecting to be happy right off the bat. You know, well, she's known about it for six months, but he just found out. Okay, okay. You that know. makes sense. So, educate me a little bit on what does that mean that you're HIV positive? Does that mean you have AIDS? Does that mean you're... What is it? So, what does that mean? Uh, that means I was I was diagnosed... Uh, I, when I was diagnosed, I had AIDS. Okay. You know, AIDS is the symptoms of HIV. Okay. Uh, HIV just destroys your... Immune system. Once your immune system gets so low, then you catch things that's floating around in the air all the time that normal people don't get. Right. Uh, like PCP pneumonia. So that's when you have AIDS. It's when your uh, immune system gets down real low and you start showing symptoms of, you know, Sarkozy syndrome and, you know, you get uh, thrush. You know, you get PCP pneumonia. I mean, and there was a time when I was like that. I, you know, I've been HIV positive a long time. Uh, and I caught it in 1988, and I was HIV positive from 1988 to 1996, and I was then that's when I was sick and almost died, mm-hmm. and then I had AIDS. Now, l- legally and for government purposes, I s- still have AIDS, even though my immune system is slightly above that level. Okay. But I'm, my viral load, um, you know, that's how they measure, you know, whether your meds are working is undetectable. And that doesn't mean it's not there. It just means it's in the bone marrow, you know. So it's they they it, they actually go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say is that does that mean it's kind of like hibernating? It's yeah, I guess you could say that. It's it's, it's kind of gone, but it's right, yeah. right. It's, okay, it's not on the surface. It's they've actually done studies, and you know, not that I would suggest going and playing with somebody that their viral load is undetectable without protection, but they've actually done studies that it's, you know, very, very safe to play with somebody that their viral load is undetectable because it's not in their blood. It's mm-hmm. not, it's it's below the surface. So, so what does that mean when we negotiate play? What is, <clears throat> or what's different cautions would I take than in regular play? Really, it should be no, no different than you played with anybody, you know, that you don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, for me, it's, no blood unless, you know, I, I would love to do needle play, and I've not done it yet because, you know, even though there's been some people that's been willing to do it, I, I'm a little skittish about it. But, but you know, needle play, gloves. You right. Know, it, that's simple. You know, I mean, there's other things besides HIV that, you know, worry me more than that, hepatitis. Sure, <laughs> you sure. Know? I actually uh, heard somebody say that um, when we were in Muncie, that they said that actually they were more scared of hepatitis. Yeah, hepatitis getting he- C. Getting hepatitis C than they were of AIDS. That's right. Uh, so, because huh. because HIV, you can, like I said, I've been positive since 1988. Now, there's not a lot of people around that's been as positive for as long as I have. Uh, you know, uh, so, you know, you can live a long time with this. And if, good life. 
if so, and this would be the next. And I appreciate your candidness and letting us jumping around between the scene and just somebody dealing with being HIV positive. So for our audience members, that Dallas Buyers Club is all they know about HIV positive, right? I don't know if you're right. familiar with the movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. So do, is it at this point for you? Is it a life-threatening? illness or is no. it the meds have just got it under control and you're uh the meds have it under control the meds have been a real bitch for me uh you know over the years it, when i was first diagnosed i was taking 70 pills a day holy you know, crap hard rubber you know big rubber horse pills literally 70 know? pills and a day then, yeah wow and now i'm taking seven a day so it's nothing today for me right and, okay you know i used to take 20 pills to swallow <laughs> you know i got <laughs> good at it but now it's it's an easy thing um but the meds still, you know, if you're not very tolerant of meds, that can be a pain, more of a pain in the ass than the actual disease. Mm -hmm. And it is for me. Okay. Uh, but as far as, I'm probably going to die of lung cancer or skin cancer or something else before HIV. I mean, uh, I've treated my body horribly over the years. Okay. You know? <laughs> so, well, and um, there was something that I want to make sure that I bring up before before we're done, so I'll, I'll do it now. Um, when Monkey Puzzle Club did the STD workshop, was that last week? That was last week, yeah. Was it last week? Um, it was mentioned that somebody with HIV shouldn't be with someone else that's HIV positive because it could be different strains. It's, I wouldn't say shouldn't be with. I would right. say... I'm more worried about HIV than somebody that doesn't have HIV. And that's because there's different strains, but that's that's really not it. I mean, in America, it's pretty much one virus. Okay. But this person's been taking different meds than me. And if he's been taking meds as long as I have, I've been on two or three different generations of meds. So the virus in me is has a different immunities to different drugs than the virus in this other person. So if he's taking the meds that I'm currently on, and then me and him have sex, and I catch what he has, then the meds I'm using now don't work any longer. Oh, because okay. the, 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 what he has is immune to what drugs he's been on, and what I have is immune to what the drugs I've been on. Okay. So, yeah, I'm more worried about HIV than anybody. You know? yeah. <laughs> but, but I found that interesting because someone brought up that their friends like, well, I've already got HIV, so what's the point of being protected? I'll just go out and be with other HIV people. No, mm -hmm. no. And that worked that terrible way. idea. Okay, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> terrible. So there's a point where you're involved in the scene, and you're telling you're telling people one on one. You know, as you're interested in playing with them, you're letting them in on. Uh, it's fair to say you're letting them in on your secret. Right. And then you mentioned there's some point where you've just decided to hell with that. I'm just going to tell the community. That I'm HIV positive. Yes. So, what was the impetus behind that? Uh, well, it's something I thought about for a long time, and I knew I'd be received well. Uh, it what that wasn't a fear of mine. Uh, again, my fear was meeting somebody and being rejected for that, and not knowing it was for that. The impetus was that there was a big hoorah that you know that somebody had supposedly played in the community without without telling, mm -hmm. and. For me, I started seeing remarks on Fet Life that were, my friends were going to piss me off is what it amounted to. <laughs> right. And I just kind of wanted to cut them off at the pass and say, you know, look, here I am. You know, be, and not necessarily be careful what you say, but, but you know, there's other people out here that are sensitive to it. And, and it, <laughs> it just, it, 
I guess I kind of did it in a fit, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and, but again, I wouldn't have done that two years ago. Right. You know, that was something, like I said, I, it's something I've discussed with uh, previous play partners because it affects them too. Now it's like today I've learned that there's some people in the community that are throughout, through this whole thing are now saying, you know, going to somebody and saying, oh, you played with him? Well, if you play with him, I'm not playing with you. Mm-hmm. So to me, and in, in, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, all right, well, let, let's keep everybody in the dark that's been HIV positive. Let's go on right. a witch hunt. You know, the safe thing is for people because you know these people don't know that they've not played with anybody HIV positive. Right, right. You know, and they just know that they're not HIV positive. Right, <laughs> and that's the thing. We're kind of taught to act like everyone is HIV positive, or have hepatitis, or, or have whatever, and protect ourselves. Right. So we should be doing that anyway. Yeah. But, and it's, HIV is really the easiest thing not to catch. You know, it's a real hard... I mean, honest to God, it's such a fragile little thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it really is. It's, a, it's outside the body and it dies. You know, it, it has to be almost, you know, blood to blood contact or, you know, I mean, tops are fairly safe from it. Hmm. Uh, you know, and, and not, not completely, but fairly safe. Head jobs, you don't have to worry about it, you know, unless you... Just brushed your teeth really vigorously, right. you know. <laughs> um, and that's because you know. it, it opens up the gums. Right. right? Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, if if you go back and you look at any gay porn or female porn or anything like that back in the uh, '90s, they were all wearing condoms except for giving head, you know. And you know, and, I, and so that that kind of lets you know right there that you know giving head is pretty cool. Right. You know, as far in as general, being, anyway. Being, yeah, for, as far as being safe. You okay. Know. Um, so, I can see <coughs> there would be in the community and and through the big hoorah that some shaming of people that are sick. Uh, I didn't see much shaming of somebody that was sick. I saw some judgment of somebody based on what is possibly known, you know, because it's all he said, she said. Uh-huh. And, you know, you don't know where the truth lies in, all, in, in any of that. Um, you know, all I know is that if one side's telling the truth, I'm pissed at him, you know, uh, and hold him in contempt. If the other side's telling the truth, I'm pissed at them for the way they acted. Right, you know? right. You know, so you don't know. It's all just one big mess. <laughs> right. <laughs> do you recommend, do you, the path that you took, which was spend some time one-on-one, you know, slowly letting it out, and then letting the community know at a point that you're more comfortable, is that a path you would recommend for other people coming into the community that might be HIV positive? Yeah, and, and here's why. You, you kind of need a base of friends. You know, I mean, I, I've been in this community for four years, and, you know, I mean, you've seen me on the periphery. You know, I've not really been here a lot uh, till lately, but I've I've got a good core, solid support group, and that that really helps in, in come in a mass blast. But what I would say is, don't fear coming out to people one on one. I've never had anybody on a one on one basis be offensive, be I, I, as far as I know, I think only one person has ever shared it with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I don't know. I, I, I over the last year I've been to, when I've told anybody, it's like you know, you may already know this because I've told so many people, and that person 
tends to have that person that they trust, and they're going to tell them, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and I understand that anytime I tell somebody that probably one other person is going to get to know. Right. Right. You have that one person you trust, and you're right. going to tell them. Okay. So it, I understood that, and I just figured just it's just a matter of, of exponential thing, you know. <laughs> you know, I've told enough people where probably the whole community knows now. So right. it really wasn't a big leap of faith to jump out there and tell everybody in the community because okay. because I already knew they all, that they were going to treat me well. Right. Was, that wasn't going to be an issue. Now, yeah. the fact that what I learned today that people are kind of doing a witch hunt who's played with who and, you know, I won't play with you if you've played with somebody that's HIV positive, and that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, now you're, it It would piss me off if, if I find out somebody that isn't playing with me because some, I'm fine with somebody that doesn't want to play with me because they're uncomfortable with it. Right. But if I find out somebody doesn't want to play with me because somebody else is saying that, I'm going to call them a small person and, I'm, and, and I'll call the person out that's doing the witch hunt too. And, you know, as, as somebody that, you know, you're the dangerous one. Right. You're, the, you're the one that's got head that lives in the bubble. You know, you're the one that's, that causes people to go in the dark, and you're the one that's probably played with somebody that's HIV positive and don't know it. And probably played, played unsafe. Hmm. You know, I mean, if you're that concerned about somebody, play, you know, because you don't, unless you've not had sex for three months and taken an HIV test, you don't know. Right. Okay. You know, and like they said in the class last week, um, a great majority of the new cases of HIV were given to somebody by somebody that didn't know they were positive yet. So get tested. Get, there you go. Yeah, get tested. You know, it's not the end of the world. Hmm. You know, so clearly, it's not. It's so one more question for you, if you don't mind. Okay. If uh, I'm listening to this podcast and I'm hearing you, and I uh, want to get some experience or just a friendly face, uh, are you okay with people reaching out to you? Oh yeah. Oh, How yeah. do they do that? That uh, life, Fran. I am uh, Fran underscore I underscore am. Fantastic. We very much appreciate your uh, speaking with us. And uh, there's a difference between um, speaking one-on-one and then coming out to the community. And now you kind of like coming out to the world. I kind of here. Kind of yeah. are. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank Fred. you. The Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club is a sponsor of the Erotic Awakening Podcast. Join us each month for Fetish Foreplay Friday, located at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. This event provides new and engaging kink classes, followed by a BDSM-themed play party. Classes begin at 8, with play party immediately following. Don, did you know the Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at The Room at the Columbus Insight Center for cutting-edge kink classes beginning at 8 p.m., immediately followed by hands-on guided practice sessions with members of the Guilty Pleasure and Monkey Puzzle crews? Actually, I did, because one of us is usually there. Opening the door. That's true. (laughs) Follow us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH, or search for the Monkey Puzzle Club and look for our Curious Monkey logo. You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. <laughs> bye, Dan. Oh, bye, Dog.